My name is Richard Lannan, rhymes with Cannon, and this is the Fenestration News Podcast. My guest today is Paul Kennington, who is the technical director for Vika PLC. In this episode, I talk to Paul about the Part Al energy regulations that are due to come into force in June. So, without further ado, let's get started. Paul, welcome to the show. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, thank you for, for having me on. On June the 15th, the regulations for energy change. Can you explain exactly how they are going to change? Yeah, so on June the 15th, the regulations for energy in England are changing. Wales and Scotland will follow at some point later in the year, but uh, in England it comes into force on the the 15th of June. It covers uh, all aspects of energy, so it covers not only new builds, uh, new build dwellings, new build commercial buildings, but also existing dwellings um, and replacement windows. All of that's affected by these changes. Um, There's some very specific areas within New build dwellings, for example, where we have a change to what's called the notional value. And this is the value that's put into uh, the SAP software uh, when you're designing the building. Uh, For Windows, that notional value is now 1.2. And it has what's called a limiting value, which is the worst case scenario of 1.6. So the majority of uh, specifiers and designers will probably use 1.2 and design at 1.2. And therefore, it's very important that the industry is able to provide a 1.2 window. Uh, For doors, that uh, value is 1.0 in the notional uh, value and 1.6 on the um, uh, limiting value. Uh, Replacement windows will be at 1.4 or a WER, uh, which is a window energy rating. And that window energy rating uh, for, for windows will be band B. Uh, for doors within a replacement market, uh, anything that's got more than 60% glazing will be a 1.4 value or a WER of band C. And then any other doors would be 1.4 or a band B energy rating. One thing that is quite interesting that you just said there is the doors have a rating. Are they, are they so sort of almost fully glazed doors that have the rating, not a composite, for example? Or is it all doors? Oh, no, but it's all doors. So a composite door can also have a rating. Um, ah. The way that rating is worked out is is quite interesting. So, for example, we very recently did some calculations for a, uh, a door, not a composite door, but a, a door that had a number of flat panels in it. And it was made up of a single mullion and then three transoms. So you had four glazed areas and a panel to one side. Now, interestingly, with a U-value, it couldn't meet the U-value requirements because there just wasn't enough glazed area. But as a energy rating, um, you would base that on a fully glazed door. You would ignore the panel and you ignore the, the mullions and the transoms. Therefore, as an energy rating, it meet the requirement uh, of a, a door at uh, band B. Right. That's very interesting because Customers used to come in all the time and say, I want an A-rated window and an A-rated door. And we manufactured our own and, and even well, most of the doors then, you know, they would say, we'd say there's no rating on the doors. It's only mm-hmm. it's only windows because a lot of it as well, really that, we'd say every door is pretty bespoke. Every door would be different. We couldn't say all of these door designs are a B uh, because it could vary. But it does sound as if you're sort of getting to that stage. 
You are very much getting to that stage. It's, it's one of the areas where, uh, with energy ratings in particular, it's quite simplified when you're talking about doors because of the difficulty in calculating it with uh, the various different designs that are available. I appreciate there's not long left uh, for, for fabricators that who are not prepared for this, but what do fabricators need to be doing to conform to these regulations? I think there's a, a number of things uh, that need to be done. Uh, firstly, obviously, speak with your systems house. Ensure that the systems house has got the documentation ready and prepared uh, so that you can declare your values. Um, it should be noted that uh, from June the 15th, the declaration of performance, which you used to be able to use, uh, i.e. your CE marking or UKCA marking as it will become, um, that's no longer an, an allowable uh, declaration of performance for building regulations is not allowed for proof of performance. Um, so you will have to declare U values and you'll have to use uh, either a systems house declaration or your own declaration to be able to do that. So it's important that that documentation is in place. Right. So that means for some of the smaller fabricators out there, it could mean some drastic changes for them as well in terms of documentation as well as making sure their product conforms. It could certainly make some some drastic uh, changes. Yes, um, I think most importantly is the the element that for for the fabricator, uh, they will need to be able to declare a a product performance or a U value, and that can be based on the standard window. So that could be relatively simple to do, because the systems house should be able to provide that information for you without any issues with the specific glazing that you would normally use. Also for the installer, they would have a similar issue because they're going to have to declare a U value or a window energy rating. The the likes of Fencer, for example, will no longer accept the default position because the, the U values are down to 1.4, whereas they simply used to just check to see if there was low emissivity coating. And obviously, if there's no, that wouldn't really make a difference at the moment. Low emissivity coating doesn't necessarily mean it's down to 1.4. No, that's very true. And while on the subject of glass, a lot of people are looking at this as not a problem. All we'll do is we'll just switch to triple glazing and that will solve the problem. Uh, What do you think about that? Longer term, that will have to be the the case anyway, because by 2025, we'll go back into another consultation next year. So in 2023, we'll go into a consultation for the longer term um, use of, of energy. Uh, with the the plan being that all new build dwellings will be net zero or ready for net zero from 2025 onwards. Uh, effectively, the, the rest of the, the net zero will come from decarbonising the, the grid, the power grid. So certainly within three years, you would see the majority of new build dwellings going to a triple glazed window. Obviously, there's a number of effects by using triple glazing as opposed to double glazing. Firstly, just think of things like transportation. Uh, obviously, you're transporting something that's much heavier, uh, so you can't fit as many windows into the back of a truck. The glazing companies would have to ramp up their production of glass, and they don't necessarily have the infrastructure to be able to do that currently. On site, there could be a number of issues on site. You know, additional weight uh, within that glass uh, causes problems when you're, you're doing your installation. Plus, of course, the hardware has to be able to take that additional weight as well. I've certainly heard of some stories uh, from house builders that would suggest that because of their own health and safety rules, that what would happen is that the a triple glazed window would become a two-person install using equipment to be able to hoist it into place, whereas currently it's not. 
So actually, that would add to the both the costs, the time, and actually the carbon footprint of, of what they're doing. Yeah, which sort of makes it look like we're taking a backward step uh, on some things. Yeah, it certainly does. Yeah. So you mentioned there is support from systems companies. So what has Vika been doing to help their customers? From a, a Vika perspective, uh, what we've done so far uh, to help our customers is we have a full uh, full uh, pamphlet with all of our systems available, so full specifications covering all of our systems to get down to 1.2. We've been very open with that uh, in so much as some systems cannot do 1.2 uh, with a 28mm double-glazed unit, and where those can't, we have highlighted that completely. We've also based all of our calculations on dark colours and fully reinforced. So everything you see in our specification guide can be made and that's important because that's that's an element of some of the marketing messages that we we do see out there where there are claims made for lower u values but they're using component parts where they don't have weather testing for the standard window size so you couldn't actually make the window that they're claiming the u value on with ours you can Another area where we're helping our customers is for some of our customers. We've been approached um, in regards to their their doors and all their different uh, door designs. And we've created the the door designs and ensured that they can meet the the requirements of the values either through U value calculations or through energy rating. So we have two certified simulators uh, on site. Another one currently training to become a certified simulator as well, and they're able to undertake those energy reports, uh, which they will then send to their scheme provider uh, as proof of the the energy requirements. We've also got uh, a software uh, system that we use called Window Plan, and Window Plan is available to our customers online from our website. Um, Window Plan creates uh, standard configurations as well as bespoke configurations of windows and doors and will very quickly calculate the U-value for you, either based on the standard size or the exact size. And those are the two ways that you can calculate values in accordance with the regulations when they come in on the 15th of June. So Window Plan is a great tool. That will also allow you to download things like drawings, 3D images. Um, it will give you the, the weight of the units. It will give you wind loads, etc. All of these things can be done online using Window Plan. And you can do that any time of the day because it's uh, based off the, the website, so off the cloud. Um, and that will allow you access to it 24 hours a day, uh, seven days a week. Um, so all of this will, will help. And very clearly, any of our, our customers, if they have any queries whatsoever, they can come to us. We've been running some online sessions for building regulations, not only for energy, but also for, for the new Part F ventilation requirements and also for the new overheating requirements. Plus, we work very closely with the likes of the GGF uh, and the Systems House Group. I am the vice chair of the Systems House Group, so work closely with the, my colleagues there. Uh, where we're looking at the various other consultations which are are coming, which will have an effect on the the installer and the fabricator. For example, Pass 24 is currently open for public consultation. And later this year, we expect to see a new consultation for Part Q, which is security in England. Um, What we do is whenever these come out, we will review them, form an opinion and push that information out to our customers so they're then able to respond to those consultations as well. 
It sounds like Vika, uh, as a company, as a systems company, has got absolutely everything covered. And also, what I will say, after what you said about the products, you're providing the correct U-values without compromising safety. Absolutely. So for those people out there that have maybe buried their head in the sand, they have left it a bit too late, or you know, they, they think they're covered, but they haven't really looked at it, what should they be doing right now? The most important thing to do now is to get the facts and get the facts right. There's plenty of advertising out there that advertises low U values, but you need to read the small print. I'd always use an example of there was a, an, an advertisement on the television last year for a car, an electric car. Uh, it was a hybrid car. And the claim was that it spent 50% of its time in electric mode. When you read the small print on the advert, what it actually stated was it spent 50% of its time in electric mode over 400,000 miles at an average of 20 miles per hour. That's not real world, and that's not what windows are subject to. They're subject to real world. So make sure that all the advertising and the small print is read as well, that the claim can be substantiated, that it's based on the standard window or it's based on the correct configuration of, of window uh, that's allowable for the, the calculations within the building regulations come June. Uh, it's a, just a really, really important factor. Link the U-value to the exposure category and what's available for test, um, and make sure that the, the systems house is prepared to give you that information. It's really important. Why would we hide that information as a systems house if we've tested something? We should shout about it. So there's no reason for anybody to hide that information. Paul, thank you very much for your time today. No, thank you. Thank you for having me on and allowing me to express my opinions. Oh, well, brilliant opinions. And I think people who have no idea about the regulations will now have an idea about regulations. So thank you for your expert knowledge. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. If you'd like to hear more podcasts like this one, consider subscribing. Otherwise, thank you for listening. Until next time.